This is the Fade You Podcast. We are here tonight to preview the NFL's divisional round. My name is Matthew James. I'm here with my dads. Kmart is here. He's, he's laying in bed, but we got him real quick for his nightcap. Yeah. And Chris Duke's here crashing on some somebody's couch. Oh, yeah, man. You know, Kmart, he's a god. He he knew the Raptors would score 12 points in the fourth quarter all over the Hornets. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's incredible. Wasn't that – how many – I saw a bunch of people freaking out that, that that somehow stayed under. Were there like 20-something combined points in the fourth quarter? That's weird because I see – I thought it was 217 or 18 and it went to 219. Combined, it was uh, – 34 and combined oh my in the God. fourth. Wow. Yeah, it might have been a people who bet it early got maybe under like 222 or something. And uh, and they couldn't believe it stayed under. 12 points in the fourth quarter. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Raptors. Anyways, we'll have some NBA chatter here soon. We're kind of keeping an eye on some of these zigzag games and some of these. It, God, it's really hard to bet the NBA right now because you just don't know who's going to be out. You don't know who's going to miss games until late. Like we, we looked at that one all day and then we saw the line go up because Hayward ends up being ruled out late and just grabbed it at a slightly better number. It didn't matter. Both would have cashed, but tough to bet the NBA right now. So once football kind of winds down, I think we'll have some NBA content to talk about here on the pod, but we do have some football to talk about. Kyle, you were, you were hot last weekend with your sides. Uh, I was not with my totals we had three unders and we bet the wrong unders. So fuck us. But yeah, yeah the, the sides were great. I mean, you had to feel like you had a pretty good read on pretty much everything until the Steelers game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting, getting hammered in the airport in uh, Colorado <laughs> waiting for my flight back home. We're just watching that game. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, well, I can't be too mad. It's, I mean, I made, all my money back that I lost on other trash during the week. So, you know, the NFL salad and, you know, went big on the Steelers. So kind of, kind of hurt a little bit, but whatever, it's all good. Chris, to look back at the wild card weekend, it's just a reminder that the books are going to do well in the playoffs. They're going to get a dog that wins outright. They're going to get some teams in the fourth quarter, like, the Colts and like Washington that are down double digits that end up covering anyway. And yeah, a couple square favorites will win, but all in all, a really good weekend for the books, just crushing every money line parlay with that Browns win. And it just goes to show it's, it's hard to beat the books in the playoffs. They're going to do well. Yeah, man. We even saw the, um, <clears throat> you know, the bears almost snuck in the back door too. They could have, if they didn't, uh, you know, if they kicked an extra point or if they uh, scored even another field goal or that guy caught the first pass in the in the first quarter that he dropped in the end zone. So, yeah, all the dogs were, were really trying to, to hang inside the number on the weekend. And uh, so it's interesting. It's kind of a, a good look ahead to see if that's going to happen again here in the divisional round. So just before we get to any specific game, Chris, how do you contemplate – okay, now we have teams coming off buys who, in the case of Kansas City, not only have they been off a buy, but they didn't even play their starters in week 17 either. So 
now that we have teams like the Browns off an upset, teams like Green Bay and like Kansas City off a bye, what's your mindset going into the second playoff round where you don't want to fall victim to recency bias? So just speak to that in general before we get to the specific games. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the teams that get the buys, I mean, usually it's two teams each conference this year. Obviously, it's just one, the Packers and the Chiefs. And uh, usually they're the best teams and most people respect them the most, at least the general public respects them the most. And there's always that rust versus rest, um, you know, comparison. I think the general public still goes with the better team. They're going to be betting the Packers and the Chiefs. They're going to want to tease them. They're going to want to say they win by three or, or more. Uh, or just win the game for the in the Pats uh, in the Packers circumstance. So yeah, but uh, I think that the general public and the dens of the world they just forget what they saw. Uh, you know, last week with the dogs, they're they're going to say, "Oh, the Rams can't do that again." I'll take the Packers. You know, they're going to say the Browns can't do that again. The Chiefs are rested. They're the best team. They're the Super Bowl champs, even though they're dumb as fuck because they haven't covered in eight weeks straight. And Dan knows that he's been on them every time. So we, it's been awesome fading the chiefs against the spread actually, which you never thought you'd be able to say with Mahomes and Kelsey and that offense. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, which dogs can hang close this weekend. Okay. Kmart first game is the Rams and the Packers. And um, I mean, pick your narrative here. It's you're, you're going to hear, Jared Goff can't play in the cold. You're going to hear you can't bet against Rodgers at home. You're going to hear that Aaron Donald is hurt. You're going to hear that the Rams defense can get run on. You're going to hear about Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. The Rams were one of your better calls of last week. You, you came in with that one early. You didn't hear You didn't care who was playing quarterback. This one opened at Green Bay 7. I think most places now are 6.5, so that's been bet down a little bit. Do you feel like the Rams off the road upset can make this a game versus Green Bay, in Green Bay? Well, what's the number one rule? That defense can travel. So defense in the cold, Green Bay's on a mission, you know, after getting their uh, – their asses wiped by the Niners last year. You know, they have arguably the best offense in the NFC. But I like, even with what you said, I still like the Rams. Um, You know, we snagged it at plus seven. But, I mean, I like them to keep this thing close. Um, You know, I think it's going to be a ground-and-pound game on both sides. The Rams, you know, they're a good team. They had their midseason struggles, as a lot of teams do, but I don't really think it fucking matters again if golf plays or if he breaks his thumb again and whatever his name comes in, Walford. I don't think it matters. They're going to hand the ball off. Akers looked great last week. He's he's rounded in the form. Um, you know, it took, took him a while to get going because they wanted to, I don't know, build his confidence, not break him early. So I think we saw just the beginning of what could be a great running back for the Rams as, you know, in the following game, we're seeing it with the Dobbins and the Ravens. So, I mean, both teams can run the ball, but give me the better defense. Um, You know, I'll take that every day and I'm getting six and a half, seven points. So for me, that's a no brainer. Now, Chris, I know you're going to lean the dog. 
so I'm sure you agree with most of what Kyle said there, but how do you feel about a total in a game that I don't know if there's going to be snow during the game? I think we – I'm looking at the forecast right now. looks like 35 degrees, morning snow showers, not too much wind. So in a ground-and-pound game, although it might seem counterintuitive to the average better because you got Rodgers, but do you like the under here? Yes, I do. Just like you said, I lean the dog. I'm going to lead the under uh, in playoff games too. Uh, I was leaning them in those high inflated ones last week. Um, we just didn't pull the trigger out just because I was expecting Dan to pull them on those 54 and 51 in the, you know, in the Bills and the Ravens. But this one I do it just because I think the Rams, um, they're going to see a lot of the public. I think they're going to see how many points were scored last week at the Seahawks and think, oh, the Rams can score again, even though it was a pick six. And they're going to think that Rodgers is going to score a bunch of points. So I just lean the – I think McVay is going to know that he – his offense is not going to score that much and they're really going to keep the ball away from uh, Rodgers and Adams. So I can see them just having a nice five, six, seven-minute drive. Maybe they end in three. Maybe they're down seven, three, ten, seven at half. Hopefully they can keep it under this. So I'm going to lean the under just because McVay is such a good guy at knowing how to game plan and, and keep the ball out of uh, these wet news crazy. I mean, he did it with the, he does it against the Cardinals with, with Murray and he does it against a lot of these uh, tough guys that he plays. Yeah. The one thing I would expect is probably I would not expect the Rams to try to stretch the field much. I think if your game plan is to, play less defense and keep your offense on the field, keep Rodgers on the sideline. I don't know. Maybe we're getting a little crazy, Kyle, but could you see like maybe some of these Rams receivers, like receptions over for like short passes to move the chains, guys like Woods and Cup? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the way they use Robert Woods. They use him a lot like, you know, he'd be great in a Shanahan offense, you know, those jet sweeps. Um, you know, whether it's handing it off or just, you know, literally just a little shovel pass um, or just quick slant over the middle, quick, quick, well, I can't speak, quick crossing route. So, yeah, I mean, that, that it's the typical West Coast offense and, you know, a game in the cold with a good defense. It, to me, it's it's very simple. I know it's scary because as far as names go, Rogers, Adams, um, Jones, you just, there's bigger offensive weapons on the Packers for sure. But I mean, defenses win championships, unfortunately, unless you're the Niners last year. Um, seems like, it seems like I find a way to just throw them under the bus in every freaking pod this year. Every time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, there's a reason why that, that saying is there because you truly need a defense. And although the Packers are slightly better than last year, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not saying they're not going to win this game, but I just think covering seven is going to be a task. I almost want to look for like a Woods rushing yards prop or even a Woods number of carries prop because you're right. They do run those jet suites with him. Maybe he gets two of those and you can get a, a Woods over one and a half carries or something like that or. I don't know, over seven and a half rushing yards, something. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye out on that and 
tweet that if that's kind of a little hidden gem that we like just with the way that he's used. Yeah. The nightcap on Saturday. Now this one, I think there actually is a pretty legit chance of snow. Now we're recording this on uh, Thursday, so we should have a pretty dialed in weather forecast. There may be snow here, Chris Duke for the Ravens and the bills. And I know you and the freck have been going back and forth. You're trying to figure out what side den is going to be on. What do you think? Yeah, man, we have a bet. So uh, I know we'll post our, our winner or loser on if he gets the 40 units by the end of January. I don't know if we'll post this one, but we've got a shot in a chug bet that uh, he thinks Den's going to be on the, on the Ravens. I think he's going to be on the Bills because he's been on the Bills a lot this year and they've been good to him. He tends to lean on teams that have been good to him. And uh, I'll leave out the other reason why I think he'll be on the Bills. But um, – yeah, I think he's going to be on the home team here, laying a very small number. All they got to do is win by three. And uh, the Bills are hot right now. There's nobody hotter than the Bills besides, I guess you could say, the Ravens. But the narrative behind the Ravens, and I've heard it, and I think a lot of people are saying it all over social media, is that they're beating shitty teams. They're beating the Bengals. They beat the Jaguars. And they, you know, they beat the Titans, who is not a shitty team. But they've been beating these bad teams coming into the playoffs. I like to fade that narrative and say, hey, when they're hot, they're hot. And they've been covering. The Ravens haven't been squeaking by these shitty teams. They've been covering and winning by double digits every time. So I'll take them. Lamar's got something to prove. He's playing good. They're a running team. They can handle the cold. They're used to it. They're not a dome team. So give me the Ravens. I'm hoping Den's on the the Bills, baby. Well, the Bills have been good to a lot of people. I think they were tied for the best ATS mark the entire season. Now, Kmart, the Bills did not cover last week. And where do you weigh in here? Because on one hand, the Bills were impressive at times last week, but the Colts also made a ton of mistakes with uh, going for it down near the goal line and and not cashing in. Um, It just seemed like the Colts shot themselves in the foot and the the Bills, yes, got by them, but it wasn't necessarily convincing. Meanwhile, the Ravens are down 10 nothing, and then just completely dismantled the Titans the rest of the way. So where do you weigh in here uh, with this spread under three, I think? Yeah, so, I mean, this is probably going to be – this is probably my favorite bet game on the uh, on the docket again uh, with the Ravens in it. Um, I mean, if, if you guys watched – you know, not you guys as in Matt and Chris, but whoever's listening to this, if you guys watched – last week's Bills-Colts game, I don't think he could make me a compelling argument that the better team won that game. Um, as Matt was saying, so many miscues. They reminded me, the Colts, of their week one performance against the Jaguars. Just absolutely murdered them, but they just kept pl- trying to be cute and going for the jugular, and next thing you knew, no, they lose this fucking game. Um, Bills defense – they are going to be facing a better run offense than they saw last week. Last week they gave up over 160 yards, over five yards of carry. And this week comes in LJ and JK Dobbins, which again is the number one rushing offense. So I'm not, I'm not looking, uh, you know, too confident on, you know, the bills ability to, to stop them and bills defense probably, Sure, you could probably say about the same, but as I said last week, they're getting healthy. 
they had a bad first quarter, but after that, I think in the last three quarters, they allowed under a hundred yards combined. So pretty much played in right to how I thought it would once they settled in. So, I mean, in words of uh, one of our homeboys, Cox, put your fucking mortgage on the Ravens. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go. This is, I mean, we got robbed out of it last year, but we're getting, we're getting Ravens chiefs in the AFC championship this year. I agree with you guys. I think, I think what's going to end up coming back to bite the bills at some point, it really hasn't cost them all season because Josh Allen has been so good, but the lack of a running game for the bills. And like, at some point you get into these deep in the playoffs when every team's good and you have to be able to run the ball to convert a third and one, a third and two, like, look at these coaches that are just getting eviscerated because they punted on fourth and one, fourth and two, because they didn't have faith to, to get a yard. And I just, I feel like there's going to be a big moment in the game this weekend where it's like third and one and the bills got to have it. And they, they just don't have a running game. I mean, Zach Moss is out now. They signed Devonte Freeman. They got Singletary. Who's not really a, a lineup and pound it kind of back. So I feel like that's going to come back to bite them. So I, I like the Ravens pick. I'm, I'm definitely down for that. All right, let's take a quick, quick break, and then we'll come back and do the two Sunday games. Okay, well, Kyle, you just said it. You said we're going to get Chiefs, Ravens, but do the Browns have a chance to cover? I don't know how to feel about this one because when the upset was happening, I was like, okay, well, you, you can't bet the Browns next week. This is arguably the biggest win they've had not even arguably it is the biggest win they've had in like 25 years beating the Steelers on the road in the playoffs like it took I mean it took all those mistakes it's just the emotional high yeah so it's like on one hand how can you back them the following week and not expect a little bit of a letdown but then again the Chiefs like Chris said earlier have not covered since like early November and this is an inflated line over 10 you say we're going to get Chiefs-Ravens, but can the Browns find a way to cover this high number? Yeah, of course they can. I mean, we saw last week. Um, I mean, the Browns have a good defensive front. So, I mean, if they can contain, big words, contain Mahomes, I mean, you don't even have to sack him. Just don't let him go wide because once he gets outside of containment, that's where he really does damage. Again, that is where the Niners on third and 15 blew the game. I mean, you, you just can't let them get outside. So, I mean, I, I, I've been going back and forth. It's like, okay, the Browns, you know, they got these two backs and Hunt and Chubb, Chubby Hunt. So it's like, yeah, ground and pound, you know, slow the clock. But we've seen that formula too. We've seen it. Shit. We've seen them down 10 and they still cover. So, no, I, 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 I just don't think I can play the game. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I can argue that they're going to cover. I can argue that the Browns are going to cover. I, I think it's just going to be one of those games where I sit back and, uh, and watch. And, I mean, I won't lie. I'll probably cheer for the Browns just because I'm still pretty pissed off about last year. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, even the Browns secondary, you got two guys coming back from COVID. So, depending on what side you're on with that, you know, with their lungs. We, we've seen some players just not come back with it playing too well. So, yeah, for me, for me, it's just a, it's just a straight up pass. I mean, Mahomes to Hill, 
all these guys that run sub four fours, it's just it's going to be tough for the Browns. I think. Um, I mean, we're we're not talking uh, we're talking about Andy Reid off a of bye, and no disrespect to the Steelers coach, but again, I've said for weeks they were the worst eleven and zero team I'd ever seen. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, like if gun to my head, I'd say the Chiefs, but I just, I just can't play it. Chris, I was going to ask what you thought about the because you're going to hear the Andy Reid off of my narrative all week, and I, I think you're probably going to like the total better in this one. No, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to to bet an under with the Browns' defense. They've been winning a lot of games by just outscoring the opponent. They're not stopping anybody. They're just scoring 45 when they scored. The other team scores 35. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, the Chiefs did not cover against the Panthers, the the Raiders, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Falcons. I mean, all these teams that didn't even make the playoffs, they couldn't cover a, a touchdown spread against uh, – even a double-digit spread against the uh, – at home against the, the lowly Panthers, who won five games this year. They let Teddy Bridgewater do a lot. So – I mean, you got to feel like the Browns just know that they have no chance. They're hearing it. Oh, the Super Bowl chance. We got lucky. And so it's, it's a clash of, a, you know, it's a clash of, of narratives. The Browns have no chance. The Chiefs are a better team. And then you've got a letdown spot for the Browns. You've also got, you know, the Chiefs can't cover a spread. So what's going to prevail? Um, I'll look at, I mean, we've seen a lot of these high totals go under the spread. 55 is a lot. Would I be shocked if it goes over? I'm never shocked. But uh, I also wouldn't be shocked if it's like a, you know, 30-23 game and it sneaks under that 55. It's kind of inflated. So we'll see. We've been seeing the Chiefs score, you know, they'll get like 27 or 30. I mean, they did this against Tampa Bay. They scored a million in the first half and they let Tampa Bay sneak in the back door. They scored zero in the fourth quarter. Scored seven in the second half against that Tampa Bay, uh, in that Tampa Bay game. So they just kind of let off the gas. Obviously, this is the playoffs. It's a little different. But a lot of times when they get a lead, they kind of just – they're more in the mode of let's not lose it and let's just hold the lead and make sure we get out of here with a win. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it uh, stays under that inflated total also. Everything's inflated with the Chiefs, though. The totals, the team totals, the, the spread. So, Well, we know what Dennis will, Dennis will be on. Chiefs first half full, Chiefs team total first half full. I feel like that's a <laughs> – that's a – I, know. Right I want there. to be like Kmart. I want to sit back and just watch it, but I know I'll get a text from him and he'll play it and I'll be forced to go ahead and hammer the fade, you know? Yep. Speaking of narratives, uh, a very popular narrative that you're going to hear this week. And I think you guys might be on the opposite sides of this game, but we'll see is that it's hard. To, you're going to hear, it's hard to beat a team three times. And then you're also going to hear, well, New Orleans has killed Tampa Bay the first two times. They just, they match up poorly. So you're going to have those kind of conflicting narratives that go back and forth. Um, Chris, make the case for the Bucks. Why, why, why might this time be different? It's hard. Uh, I, I, a lot of you and, and our buddy Riley and a lot of people are thinking that the general public, they're going to be on the Bucks just because it's Tom Brady and they're getting points. And like you said, the, the three times in one season. And, uh, I mean, it seems like most people are leaning that way. I've heard of a lot of sharps, though, that are on 
the Saints and they're going ahead and send, you know, the Saints D is really good. And, uh, it, you know, but then you hear people saying, well, they didn't have Antonio Brown and it wasn't, they just weren't clicking on all cylinders. So this Bucks team is a different team than when they got their asses kicked on, on Monday night, you know, 38 to three. So, uh, you know, this is a tough one because, you know, the Bucks are going to want to, want to get there tom is is older and he's going to want to go out and get to one more championship game and get to a super bowl so uh i can't really put my finger on where you know den will be on this one riley's convinced again we should do another bet on this he's convinced he'll be on the bucks um he was last time and he got his ass kicked so maybe he'll flip-flop um we'll see but i know a lot of sharps are on the saints and and uh i see why especially if it's under a field goal um you know they're at home and and Breeze has Thomas back, and Camara will be more healthy uh, coming back from COVID. So it'll be this will be the biggest handle game for Vegas. You know, last game of the weekend, and it'll be a good one. Chris, I was going to say that this is going to be by far the biggest handle game. It's the final game of the weekend. It is a prime time road division dog that you would typically be all over, but you're right. And I don't know if people are into this, but you gotta think i mean as as good as the saints would be to advance you gotta think the nfl is just hoping somehow to get brady versus rogers in the nfc championship next week i don't know kyle i think you're on the saints right oh yeah tell me why well i mean it's like you uh you read my mind on your intro um i mean i Definitely agree with it is very hard in the NFL in a divisional setting for a team to beat another team three times. And you said it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of lopsided 72-26. And as Chris alluded to, you know, there were some some question marks on the Bucks, but no one also expected the Bucks to get blown out in that 38-3. I think all of us were on Tampa Bay in that game, and we just, you know, sucked our thumbs like, what the fuck? Um but yeah, let's uh, let's go into it. So uh, the Saints, um, their defense is obviously good. I think they ranked in the top ten, like middle of the middle of that, seven or eighth in sacks. Uh, what's his face? Tom Brady. He is not very good when he's pressured. He is better than Phyllis Rivers, but. Still not very good, and we that's kind of what attributed to that 38 to 3. And unlike the Bucks, who are very blitz heavy, they don't necessarily have to bring that much. So, I like to do it on third down, but on the other side, with the Bucks, Drew Brees is just a wizard. I mean, they get that ball out of his hand in half a second, so you're talking quick slants to Thomas, to Kamara, to all their weapons. And it's it's going to be tough for them to slow them down. Um, I, I expect the Bucks to put up more than three points. I expect them to put up more than 26. I just don't know if they can keep the pace with uh, New Orleans. So, you know, laying the three at home. Um, New Orleans has a lot of motivation, and that's even more why I'm backing them. Um, you know, Tom Brady has six. Yeah, sure. But I think the Saints are just going to get up at home especially if you look at the last three seasons, the way it's ended. You had that Minnesota miracle 
Then you had the the phantom PI that wasn't called against the Rams. And then last year you had another PI that wasn't called with a blatant, blatant push off from uh, Rudolph in the end zone, which still can't believe that wasn't called. But yet in the Super Bowl to end the first half, Kittle gets called on something less severe. So just three straight years of bullshit for the Saints. So, you know, I think time is finally on their side and they'll get this done. Okay. Was that a big enough history lesson for everyone? That was great. I mean, you, you worked the, <laughs> the Niners Super Bowl loss into the show like three times tonight. <laughs> Dude, that was push off. <laughs> God. Yeah, you're not bitter. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if uh, – let's see if we – so we're for sure on the Rams. We, we already played that at plus seven. We're for sure on the Ravens. Yeah, I think uh, look that for us too. Yeah, and not at three, right? Like that's not going to get to. No, I think I only got us for, at two. Yeah, I'd be surprised if that got to three. Um, we were probably gonna... money line, money yeah. line. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably gonna put. I'm probably gonna put Max LR. Max LR bet. Yeah, just yeah. To, yeah. I mean, if it's a two, two and a half, just money line it. Yeah, we're we're thinking the Ravens win anyway. And then we're going to be uh, – I guess we're not really sure on Sunday yet because it sounds like you guys are a little split. I don't know, Chris, did Kyle kind of sell you on the Saints? No, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm leaning more. I mean, if, if the general public's going to think, you know, the Bucks are going to hang, like I, I'm going to side with the Sharps and, and take – there's nothing worse than a, you know, a postseason public dog. I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints, but – um, and then when it comes to the Browns, I mean, of course, I'm going to take I'm going to take the double digit. I mean, I'll take a double digit in the regular season. If you're going to give me a double digit postseason dog, I mean, you're telling me the Browns can't be down like 13 or 14 late and, you know, Baker throw like a wild touchdown and you know garbage and lose by seven. I mean, I'm going to take the 10 for sure. Um, you know, no doubt, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I'd love it to get. I don't think it's just been sitting at 10 all week. I don't think it'll get over and give us the hook. But, I mean, 10 double digits, even if they lose by 10, you push. Not a big deal. But Sure. All right, we'll see how it all shakes out. Good show. Uh, we'll Yeah, we'll come back and we'll preview the conference championships next week. So, for Kmart, for Chris, uh, we'll see you guys after the divisional round. Mm-hmm.